What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Talk of the Town, Europe's Town podcast. And as always, you can find this podcast on TWTD, other websites, but of course, more importantly, you can access it through YouTube, where you'll watch me and my lovely co-host today. And of course, you can hear us through Buzzsprout, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, and any podcasting software where you normally go and access your podcast. Just search Talk of the Town, Ipswich Town FC podcast, and you'll see the whole library there from the Alan Lee to the Ian Marshall to the Dean Bowditch specials, and more specials hopefully coming up. So, but sadly, we are back following another defeat. Uh, this time to rivals Sunderland, another top six team we've yet to beat. That's one point against Sunderland this year. It should have been three earlier in the season, certainly. A mistake let us down. And it could have been all three yesterday. And we'll go through that now with my co-host. I'm joined this week by the main man himself. Mr Muscles has returned. He is uh, he's passed himself fit. He is good to go. Mr Neil Moles, welcome in. Hello there. How are you on this lovely Sunday? Better than Rob. Absolutely. I imagine you, yes. Judging by our WhatsApp group, the podcast WhatsApp group, Mr. Latte, Robbie Drizzle, the midfield maestro, um, he's not overly impressed with life at the moment. No. Neither am I. I, I did have a voicemail yesterday, I've got to be honest, saying I'm I hurting. feel better for not doing the travel. Yes, absolutely, yes. But he, got, he did the travel and then didn't stay over. So he, he came back. And stayed at his other, his partner's in you know near Peterborough yesterday. I feel sorry for her. Well, I feel sorry for it any time anyway. But if you're going to go that all that way, surely get on the old Freddie Sears, right? Yeah, that's what I would have thought. It'd be anyway. easier. It would be. It, it, well, I feel sorry for anybody watching Ipswich Town at the moment sober. Mm-hmm. Now I don't drink, so I watch them sober all the time. But it's different. It's difficult. Difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult. Uh, but obviously, you weren't here last week after we. Pulled apart the Peterborough uh, debacle, but we'll leave that in the rearview mirror. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely dreadful. But yesterday, in parts was good and in parts was bad. Could have been the same again. It could have been the second half, especially. Yeah, first half we completely dominated. We should have been two, three up. But as always has been the case so far this year, we didn't make any halftime adjustments or any adjustments to their adjustments, Mm -hmm. and we absolutely got mullered in the second half. Before we jump into that. How are you with this storm outside? Have you been have you been swept away? You no. managed to make it here in one go, in one no piece. Difference so. to normal. No, this Just man. A little more breeze in the air. That's all. This man. You see, I was worried at one point, guys at home and ladies at home, that this man wouldn't be making it today. Uh, but I've I completely forgot to remember. It's a bit breeze to him. He loves driving in any weather. He's Mister Confident with the driver. There were no trees in he the road. He loves it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there was when I ventured out for twenty minutes. A couple but, of uh, branches. Yeah, talking about dead. Yeah, well, it's just clearing out the dead wood, right? Yeah. Which is what has to happen, I feel, at Ipswich Town. What is the breeze blowing through Ipswich Town? Well, we need to jump straight in because... Are we playing news now, then? Well, this is it. We've obviously watched the game. We've looked at the highlights back to confirm a few things in our minds. Let's start with, first of all, the goal, okay? Because it's the 81st minute. It's it's a hell of a strike first and foremost mm-hmm. to, from Maguire. Let's nice give and clean. yeah, you know I don't think any goalie, especially the two we've got at our football club, are getting anywhere near that. No, I, I that's one you have to accept. And it is. You have to hope that your team is performing well enough to get one yourself. Yeah, or you hope that you perform well enough beforehand that it's a, a consolation goal or an equaliser, not a. Yeah. But any first minute away from home, you always fear that's the winner. You know. Yeah, when it's nil nil up to that point, yeah. Because you you fear that they're less than a. And especially how out of the game we were at that point. Yeah, so. big time, big time. Now, my main concern, 
with with the goal itself is the lack of desire and and passion um work rate ethic whatever you want to call it from our players because we've looked at the highlight again to yeah. confirm it what did we see well from the when, when you paused it at that moment it looked like the ball was going out yep. Hughes was just going to go thank you very much yeah. fly it off to yeah. one of our players and away we go on a counter attack right yeah. because it comes from a throw and then next frame you've got a Sunderland lad yeah. coming on steaming in part war going straight past some of our players from midfield with a head of a goal Hughes had the ball going away from him. Yep. Got beaten to it. Yep. And then from there on in, ding, 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 across the edge of the yeah, 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 box yeah. And no smash. desire, no desire. So the ball. So let's play. Let's paint the picture from the start. It's a throw into Sunderland. For those at home who have not seen it or uh, failing to see what we're picking up on here, throw into Sunderland. The ball is won. I think it's by Earl from, with, with a good header, mm. and it's fallen, and it's gone the other side of a midfield three. So they've turned. So you've got your midfield three coming. Uh, turning back onto the ball, and then you've got—I think it's, it looks like either Nolan or Downs. I can't quite tell from the highlight and watching it back. I can't remember who was on the pitch at the time because he, he liked to play with it yesterday. And they're coming onto the shot. So you've got Hughes and this player, the closest player. And you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, there's four town players there. One of them is going to be picking up this ball, yep. and we're going to be spinning away and going on the counter. Then all of a sudden, and it is all of a sudden. A Sunderland player charges into shot. Man, yeah. yeah, one Sunderland player charges into shot with a desire mm -hmm. to win that ball. He's got one intention. We've that ball's got numbers mine. over them as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So At he wins. No point have they got numbers over us. Nope. Even when the ball hits the back of the net, there is eight town players to six Sunderland players. Mm -hmm. But we don't put a single boot on them. We don't get we don't even get close it's to putting a boot on them before they've even woken up to yeah. anything happening. Yeah, shoes is, is caught for pace for for a yard. Something he's been very guilty of all season. Does mm -hmm. that injuries potentially? Skews played really well in the first half. Last week I was a little bit hard on on Cole, and I felt that a new contract would be would be incredibly naive for Banter FC. First half he came out, played really well, but surely modern football's moved on from the point where you just got a water carrier, a water carrier who by the 60th minute yesterday looked like he he was legless. Yeah, he looked gone, right? So. He's caught out. The attacking midfield player hasn't got any desire to go and pick the ball up. The ball's falling for him, really. I mean, we can we can pick a pick at shoes and, and excuse, but they're turning back onto the ball. If you're looking at a ball, which you know, you know, playing football yourself, surely you're looking at the ball. You're thinking, right, I'll go pick that up. I'll spin, and we'll and we'll drive my team forward. My only problem from there is that you want Hughes as the man facing the direction you want to be attacking. Yeah. You want him to win it. Yeah, you do. You yeah. do not want to be chasing back to your own goal. No. Potentially having a cock up between the two mm. of you and allowing them to have yeah. a free ball. But it's not just a cock up, is it? It's the fact that you can see the player arriving. Maybe the player coming onto the ball can't see the player arriving. Talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hughes, if he's not going to make it, he should be saying, I'm not going to make yeah. it. Yeah, and at no point does he make it. Because the ball then is, is, is knocked into a striker who then flicks it onto Maguire and Hughes never, ever recovers. Ever. I think it's maybe even Maguire winning the ball in the first place. It's them thinking that it's going to work out for them and they're just waiting for it to happen. Yep. And they've just basically gone, nope, that's not happening. And they're actually putting yep. some determination in. And So then you start to think, why have Sunderland got more desire, more fight, more, more, more want than you? In the 81st minute away from home, you've worked so hard. You've played well in the first half. You've 
held it together for majority of the second. Why in that crucial moment, especially for Hughes, who has, was not on the pitch to start with, so you can't say he's tired. Why have we not got that desire? I'm not sure that he's come back from... The injury he's had, mm. he's not the same player. Yeah, he's still got abilities and he's playing mm. well as far as I'm concerned, but he's not that... He's not driving with pace. He's not throwing himself in to absolutely everything without care because I don't think he can. No. And obviously that's in the back of his mind. Potentially, yeah. And like I say, the ball was going away from him. It was potentially coming better for the other player. Mm. And he's just basically gobbled it up and said thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think Hughes on this case, in this instance, can solely be no. blamed for that. No, but no, no, no. He's gone to other players and then... We don't put a boot in. We don't. No, we don't put a boot in. The back three don't step out. They don't get tight to anybody. They don't drive anything forward. Um, There's no leadership. Again, it's characters. As I said last week on the podcast with Rob saying, characters, just nothing. Um, It's just a really bad goal to concede. Did Earl actually bring anything? Once he came on. Yeah, I, th- I felt Earl actually won a few aerial duels and, and he's, it's his header that knocks it away. Mm-hmm. He, 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 you, could, you, yeah, you could say maybe the header Shouldn't needs... Shouldn't he be doing it anyway? Yeah, well, yeah. The least that you expect? It was a funny substitution anyway because um, Danassian hadn't been playing that poorly. But you felt he tried going to a plan B, whatever you feel that may have been or looked like. Mm-hmm. He obviously pushed Wolfenden out wide to the, to the right, um, played right back. It's it's just, it's one of those substitutions you, you unless you really know the ins and outs of of, of a player's medical history. Danastian is he injured? Was he carrying at this point? Was he knocking? Was he flagging? We don't know anything. It's a, on the face of it, it's a strange substitution. Mm-hmm. But Earl, as to answer your question, looked okay. Won a few aerial duels. Looked fairly composed. He's won the header. Something that we we struggled to do with Wilson and Chambers. Um, you know, and their communication yesterday was poor. We saw that with the offside goal, mm-hmm. right? Yep. They're stepping out. Wilson passes it over to Chambers, and Chambers never but recovers and goes goal side. As soon as I saw the lineup, I messaged you and said you we're did. playing the wrong formation. You did, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, Danassian is not your bombing up and down all day long. No, and neither mm. is Kenlock. He either. actually had a good first half. To be fair, Kenlock, he really he had a do. he had a good. Yeah, and he's a young player. What, isn't one he? week is looking like is yeah. good for this level. The next week. They're making him look silly. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't a flat four. But uh, that's what I said. And then that first goal or the first offside wouldn't have happened. If you've got a winger ahead, because there was two on one over that side, there was. you're wondering why are they... Yeah, there was. Why has he got all the time in the world? Well, exactly. And then you've got your two centre-halves who have played together all season. You can see a bit of communication there from Wilson to Chambers, but Chase Chambers is a, is a senior professional football player. He's not Wolford. He's not a young player still learning the trade. He doesn't get goal side. Yeah, but are they playing the offside trap and just hoping? But you'd be shouting along to, you know. It's a risky business, that, isn't it? Because he's, you know, at no point in the frame do you feel Chambers has really picked him up. No. If he stri- if he keeps himself a fraction on side. Between the t- them, the defence and the goalie. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You'd be saying, thanks. Well, you should be. But then, you know, if Gary Neville would be absolutely. He'd be, if it was Premier League football, he'd be slaughtering uh, Chambers because you've got to protect your goal. Forget about the offside if you're playing it. If that ball's played in as it is, you're the wrong side. You can't affect the body and the position of the striker. All you can do is stand behind him and hope that you can force him enough to scuff a shot. Well, if he's been passed on to you, at the very least, you'd make sure 
if he's good offside, then you've nudged him to make sure he is offside. Absolutely. But luckily... We've you got... wouldn't just let him hover around no. near you and possibly get in your blind spot. But it wasn't the first time we, 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 we didn't cover ourselves in glory, was it? Because in, they've hit the route of the crossbar and James Wilson is playing as a sweeper. Mm -hmm. What was that about? That, is that a player with confidence in a goalkeeper? No. No, because... Your goalie should be, and especially as he plays them all on side. Holy is the one that's potentially better at the yeah. sweeping. And I feel like that offside goal as well. Holy should be. I mean, it's offside, so it's all it's all redundant. But you, you, you've got you've got to look at things in context and say, okay, it's offside doesn't count. But actually, composure, passing on, leadership, positional play, they all still count because another time he won't be offside. So you need yeah. to, as players, learn from this. Holy doesn't command well, the box. Straight off the bat, I want to know why that player's free. Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, with, with a back three, you've got one striker back three, and, he's, and you know, it should be easily, easy numbers, right? Mm -hmm. But he wasn't. We've been told formations are not the be-all and end-all. But for me, if you've got two against one in a formation where there is only mm -hmm. one out wide, you're pulling a man from a position where you are. Yeah. he shouldn't be. Absolutely. So... It's, For me, we came out with the wrong formation. Oh, well, we did. So, how, And I've asked this on social media this morning, and I had some great, fantastic responses, so thank you, guys. How would you have lined up then? You know, you're, it's a blank, you've, you've got Edwards suspended, you've got your, your, your problems. Uh, how would you have, done, how would you have a, a assigned the team? How would you have lined yourself up? Holy and goal? Would you have gone holy over Norris still? Yeah. I think that had to be done. Yeah. I really do. Uh, Norris, I said last week, not sure how you come back from that type of mistake at a club where you've made two or three howlers already. Now, that remains to be seen whether he can, but I think the fan base have no confidence in him. Well, from the last game when he was basically well, he passed taunted off yeah. the, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, right. out of the team via everyone yeah. our end basically wanting holy. Yeah. He put his hands up to us at half-time. He knew what he had done, his yeah. blunder, but... So you gone not you got you gone holy. Yep. So you would you you wouldn't you would you would have gone with a back four, not a back three. Yep. Your back four being Danassian? Well the thing is you've you've your wide men have picked themselves. They're all we've got. Well you could put Wolfley and Chambers at right back. Uh, yeah, but do you really want to do that? Not really. So you you, you would have gone Danassian at right back. They're, they're the players we've got. No okay. no matter yeah. okay. you know, how, yeah. how we'd like okay. to say we would like someone else. We haven't got them. So who do you drop out of your back, out of your three centre halves? For me, even though I think he, you know, he's a good defender, but Chambers is our captain, and Wolfenden is one of our best. So Chambers and Wolfenden. So it has to be them two. So you'd have lined up Holy, Danassian, Chambers, Wolfenden, Kenlock. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Good solid back four would have been good on the road. Midfield. This is where I've got my major bugbear because our midfield is absolutely rubbish. On paper, it looks amazing. Got John Nolan played well with Shrewsbury, Adam Judge. Irish International, Cole Skews, should be head and shoulders at this level, right? Mm -hmm. MSUs, head and shoulders, but everything is on paper. And sadly, football's not played on this thing. It's played on bloody grass. And on grass, MSUs is a step too slow. Alan Judge is a step too slow. Mm -hmm. Cole Skews is a step too slow. Flynn Downs is a young player still learning his trade and have really have a spell of really good and really bad, as all young players will. Teddy Bishop made a glass. John Nolan, I ain't seeing John Nolan. I'm not, I mean, I've got some stats to maybe prove otherwise, but I ain't seeing this John Nolan from Shrewsbury, are you? No. I'm seeing sidewards, backwards, play the way you're facing, play 
But I ain't seen anything worth one and a half million. I think he can have some good touches and he can go forward, do some one twos yeah. and things, but there's too much of nothing much else in between. Yeah, and, and your midfield. He's tidy, but not amazing. Absolutely, and your midfield is where it's won and where it's lost. And for me, Saturday, Peterborough wasn't good enough. Yesterday, for large bell, was good. Not brilliant, didn't create anything still, but was good. And then it faded, and then the team faded. Then that goal is all midfield for me. All midfield. But who who, who do you have midfield? Though, with, with when you're looking at Hughes mm. to be the one, the catalyst to make yep. everything happen, haven't you got to sort of look at yourselves and think? There you go. This isn't right. He'd be on good money though, wouldn't he? You know. But this is the thing. You said I'm tired of hearing the whole our squad on paper is good because. Yeah, you're right. On paper, I'm, well, it looks I'm fed it. Up of everyone going, we're solid and we're really strong in midfield. We're not. We're not. No, we're not. We're paper. We are literally. We're, 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 it is the paper. It's written on. It's, it is. Oh, it's terrible. But who were you playing in midfield yesterday? How would you have gone differently? For me, Downs pretty much has to oh, stay yeah. in there all the time. Yeah, he's gone. He's he's gone in the summer regardless. But yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's definitely, 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 definitely. Um, other than that, really, it's from when you look at training. Yeah, well. If you've got to see these lads at training, you know, plus who's played mm. recently, who's starting to, you know. But I take it you're going to a four. You're going to four, four, two, right? No. no? I, I would go five. I know everyone would absolutely hound me because they'd go, oh, you're not going to score any goals with Mark. Who's your wide players then in that? Because your wide players are either injured or suspended. Yeah, but that's where Jackson can play wide anyway. He can. Do you just play him wide? <sighs> I've heard of worse of things. I've heard of worse of things, but this is where the squad becomes when, a little bit you know, too... When, when you're looking at a positive play... on the attack, you can make it a 4-3-3. You know, would, you, would you have played Judge out one on the left? To provide Judge, that, because Judge, if he... for me, is not quick enough and well, wanders uh, and... But then if you've got Kenlock coming up the field, you know, he could cut inside. You know, but there's all these things, and, and Lambert didn't do it yesterday. And if you, That will work that side. Kenlock yeah. will do the overlap and yeah. will be fine. So really, if you have, say, a judge or someone mm. to just to hold up the play, do a bit inside, get wait for Kenlock to get into a position to play and further mm. up, that can happen that side. Yeah. Whereas on the right... On the other side, you actually want to... So, yeah, so you, you want to have a winger that's going to do it because for me, Danassian's a defender, not a winger. Well, he's a centre-half, isn't he? Centre-half playing right back. So that's probably where you, where you would play Jackson. But if I know this is the way to play, that's going to be defended again. This is it. Well, yeah, exactly. But then it poses the question, who's your stroke? Who's your, is it Norwood? Is it Keane? Because I've heard, this is, a, this is a situation, you've heard so many weeks of people saying Keane should play, mm -hmm. but then suddenly he's playing and he's not playing well. People are saying, why is it Norwood playing? Or in a, Norwood in and one, Jackson together? You want a man that, if you're going a big man, you want him to be able to hold up. I don't think that's Keane. No, it certainly isn't. So I wouldn't play him. There you go. Will Keane, for me, epitomises the season because we desperately needed a third striker in August. Mm -hmm. Desperately. Sears was still many, many moons away. In fact, he still technically is. We ain't seen him. He ain't fit. He ain't fit. So what did the club do? Did the club go and invest in a third striker for, for, for Paul Lambert's promotion-winning season or for a promotion, a title-winning you know, season? No. They went back to a guy they'd told, they, they told two months earlier. That wasn't even ready. Yep. But they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he turned up, wasn't ready, still injured. Had a few games on twenty-three to get himself up to up to standard. But people were saying we, we don't really need anyone because we've got Freddie Sears coming back. Yeah, in in December. Yeah. So for 
August or December. They're, they're looking to, you know, by the end of the season, we're going to be overrun with strikers. Yeah, but <laughs> come January, if, you, exactly. if you're overrun, you can, you can you maybe say, get out of loan, Freddie. Get yourself some game time elsewhere. Get yourself up to standard. We're still, you know, you're still in our plans here. Mm-hmm. But obviously you've been injured. We've got X, Y or Z. But no, what do they do? They went back to a guy who two months beforehand, they'd said, cheers for your help, Will. You're Will but you're not good enough. We won't be signing you. We won't be signing you a new contract. So, well, we know what he can give. What? Come on in, son. Yeah. No, what, so, you have to ask questions about recruitment. Yeah. What 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 are we doing, or in this case, not doing, that people like people that's, are doing? That's for me. Lambert is not our issue at this minute. No. Oh, no I completely La- agree with Lambert's you. not for me, other than sometimes with... I, but that's personal preferences. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My selection's different to his. We're all, we all yeah. can have our own opinions. I think Lambert's but, making life harder. Yeah, but it's it's the actual club as a yeah, whole. Absolutely. What's happening beyond him from, is where the issues lie. I couldn't agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. From top to bottom, from top to bottom, and it starts with with an event planner trying to run a football club, a ticket salesman and a, a party events organiser is trying to decide whether Zemodix on loan is really worth the fee they want or is not. How does Marcus Evans know that? That's like me trying to guess how much changing a light bulb in a lamppost would cost. I wouldn't know if one council was telling me a good price to one council telling me a bad price. I wouldn't, because that ain't my area of expertise. I ain't got a clue. I, just, I would even say I'd look at it as, and that's my issue, and that's where, that's where I really start to bugbear with Marcus. Because obviously when he took over, I said in a tweet yesterday, top eight in the championship, £32 million worth of debt. Fast forward six managers later. Each manager, by the way, has had success on their CV until they've reached Portman Road. Where are we now? League one, top eight. Mm-hmm. Nearly, nearly. I'm glad you have to say top eight because it shouldn't be saying that. No, I know. Nearly triple figures. Mm-hmm. I'm a Lambert supporter. Have been the the the, the barometer is is swaying in the wind. Got a five year deal. Not not eighteen months. Not two years. Not even two and a half years. Five years. Is that a man with a finger on the pulse of the fan base, or or, or results? The thing is though. Everyone, or as far as I'm concerned, people were behind Lambert. Results didn't start going. I no one ever as a whole base is no, always behind. Of course, one, no. You're always going to have. A few. Of course. But then performance started not happening. Yeah. And the blip yeah. turned into a full, full blown rage. You yeah. Know, or a storm. People more and more start going. He's you know maybe isn't the man. But yeah. Who else are we going to have? Exactly. Neil Warnock is a, is a popular one. I don't think he'd want to come. Yeah. I think he would have wanted money in January. And I don't think, La- I don't think Evans... Most ma- managers would. I, I don't still don't know why Lambert hasn't basically... <sighs> well, why he's not making it more obvious that he's being done over. Because he's signed a new five-year deal. I think he's comfortable now. I think he's... I, gen- I genuinely he's think he's comfortable. He's a man known to walk yeah. away. Yeah. And I think... Surely... Uh, this is the thing. We've blamed every single manager... The thing is, if you're why, why as well, your stats have shown, yeah, why are we blaming every single one of those well, managers? Yeah, and are what, they really the ones that are all wrong? Thank you. Yeah. Well, exactly, and this is what I was saying to to to, to Rob last night when I was trying to you know bring him off the ledge. 
I was saying, you know, because I wanted Mick McCarthy out. I'm not going to make any bones about that. I wanted him out. Didn't like the man. I still don't like the Mad King. But you've got to ask yourself the question. Now, I did this last week on the podcast. If Evans had done what he should have done as a responsible owner and backed Mark, uh, Mick McCarthy in the January window where we were top of the table, mm -hmm. would he still be here now? Possibly. But if he wouldn't, if he, if he, if he wasn't here, he'd be a cult hero because he would have won promotion, we would be a different club, we would be in a different situation, and regardless of coming straight back down or not, this fan base as a whole would have regarded Mick as the guy who took us up after 14 years in the championship, and he'd be a bloody cult hero. Instead, he offered him a two-year deal after not backing him when things were going sour. Again, not a finger on the pulse. Yep. And it went really bad for Mick, and in the end, he was hounded out by some. Us fans would have stood by as you say he would have done great things we were happy while performances were happening while game we we're winning games yeah. looking good everything's absolutely know, wonderful we accepted the fact that it wasn't actually worth turning up because there was nothing actually worth watching absolutely but the results come and you go you almost giggle yeah. on the way out of the stadium going <laughs> we didn't deserve any of that absolutely but we're walking away with another three points absolutely so again but you know, the Marcus fact that that didn't actually happen. No, and he gave him a two-year deal at the end of his towards the end, and there was grumbles then. Then it went really toxic. But that, for me, is a result because Marcus Evans was making him sign players like Paul Green and Luke Varney. Paul Jewell had to sign Chick. But the manager doesn't have to keep coming out and saying that all these players. It's are, very you know, difficult, though, isn't it? I, when they're not. I, I, I'll paint a scenario for you, and, I, and tell me what you think of this, right? So Lambert is is saying he needs reinforcements in January. Evans says he'll I'll do everything I possibly can to back you in January. We'll you know we'll try and bring in the players you want. Lambert signs his deal under the basis that the club will do all it all it can to to bring in those players. Did someone say that you would hold out, wait, see if you are backed before. It's difficult, that. isn't it? Because when you're offering, when you're being offered a five-year deal, security for you and your family, um, it's is good there money. Ever security in football? Well, if he's, well, if we sacked him tomorrow, you've got to pay off four years of his deal. That's a lot of money. It's yeah. A lot of money. But it's still a well, yeah. Well, I suppose you say is that the job, but it's been paid off. But... Exactly. You know, even if even if he never works again, like Paul Jordan never has, Roy Keane hasn't managed ever again. You got four years, even if it's two grand a week, which is gonna be more than that. It's, it's good money. It's good money. Mm -hmm. So he signs his deal. Then January comes around, and, and Lambert goes up to the office, produces his list, the shopping list. There it is. Yep. And Marcus toddles off and does his phone calls. Doesn't know what he's really phoning about. Doesn't know who the player is, how good he is, because he can't. He's like me and you. Never played the, the, the game at the top level. He can't tell us if Samedics, for example. I'm using that as an example because that is one player we definitely know. We inquired about, the player at times thought he was coming here, and we definitely know the player went out on loan to a League One club. So we know he was definitely on a loan list circulated by How clubs. How can a loan fee be out of our price range? Exactly. So every single loan, loan player... loan fee is that big, surely you just go, right, we'll buy him instead then. Well, yeah, but if you produce a list of five players, every player is too expensive. After you've just sold... Bartosz Bilikowski for uh, even if it's for a free transfer you've got all that wages off the books yeah but we were told straight off the bat that his money was going nowhere near so as a club did we do did, did we do all we, all we could we never to strengthen to. the hand no so Lambert's got really a right not. so Lambert's got a right behind the scenes to be absolutely 
royally paid. And we don't know if he is, we don't know if he isn't. This is all scenario-based. But what can you do if you sign a five-year deal? I wish deal? you would, Joe, that he was more frustrated. But what, what do you do? Because if you come out and show you're more frustrated, you upset the manager, you upset the chairman, then you've got all sorts of things. As, yeah, but you know, what's the worst going to happen? Well, you, he, yeah. He's already getting his money. They end up basically going, we don't want you here. He's walking away with all the money you've just explained yeah, to you. You can't, there are... And us fans know... He's the man who's a, a fault. Yeah, but there are At certain moment, things, aren't there? There's, you... there's people going, oh, well, is it him? Is it him? There's, you know, it clearly isn't him because he's a saviour. And... There you go. I mean, look. It, it doesn't, you know, you can make it more yeah. obvious. Yeah, oh, I, I, I agree. And then, you know, but this is, I agree. But then there's also things you can and can't say because you've got other issues, contractual issues, where, you know, the club could say you brought the club into disrepute or whatever. Whatever you brought the owners, there'll be there'll be T's and C's, and there'll be all sorts of things. But it, but more importantly, as a, as a manager, you might be really really upset, but you don't want you can't resign because if you resign, you're walking away from four years worth of money, five years worth of money. Mm -hmm. I don't think my wife would be very happy at that. Would your girlfriend be very happy with you if you said, "I oh, love, yeah, he, he didn't want to back me, so I've decided that that's not worth it. I've resigned." Would she be happy if she said, "Found out you've just waved goodbye to five years of half a million quid"? No. No. So he's not going to do that, right? So he's going to soldier on, and every week he's going to come out in the press and say what he normally says. But Marcus Evans, for me, is the root of everything wrong. But I'm not saying, look, he has to go, because I don't think you're going to get somebody else in. What I'm saying is, as a fan base, we have to pressure, right? We have to start pressuring the owner to make changes. And for me, the, change, the first change you do is you actually get a director of football in, or a general manager of football operations, not a sports science guy like Leo Neal is, an actual ex-manager, for example, George Burley, right? George Burley, first of all, the fans will go, brilliant, we love him, great, well done. He's got that PR pizzazz, right? Yeah. But does he have the ins and outs of... Well, he knows a player. He'll know how good a player is. He'll know a player's true worth. He'll know when someone's on the phone giving him a bit of, you know, Charlie Ball. He's worth how much? Yeah, try again. He'll know... What sort of contract? He'll know players who should, who shouldn't be given contracts. We all know the market's moved on from Abs when it did. Absolutely, so. but he'll be looking at it, and I, I, I would. To all of us, the fees are stupid, but yeah. well, absolutely, that's the market. Is. Yeah, that, that is what it is, and and of course, TV if you revenue. Don't want to be part of that. Don't be part of well, it. Well, exactly. You know, if Marcus said, "Look, I've made mistakes. I'm an event planner. I don't know football. So here's my doing director of football. I will, I will invest yearly." and I will leave it up to the football guys. That, for me, would be absolutely perfect because if George Burley or whoever you want to get into director of football was, is then accountable, the press ask him questions. At the moment, Leo Neal goes on the radio and you go, I hear you had a bid from Armando Dobra. Did we? Because you know what? He could be joking. But we had, we've had so many chief execs not have a clue. And they always say, well, Marcus is dealing with that and Marcus and Paul talk to each other. Like, what are you, the net in a game of tennis? Just goes over your head. Like, it's your job, surely. Yeah. But it's not. It's Marcus's job. Because Marcus insists on being in every fabric of the football club. And he's... he's why is he? He's an event planner. It's like me trying to get involved in transportation. Because I own a car. But is he owning it because he actually has an interest? Or is he owning it because he's watching the purse strings? He's watching the purse strings. And that's the problem. He's seeing... He's seeing a player on a, on a list from, from, from his manager. Right, okay, he wants him, right. Hang on, he wants how much? And then he's seeing a value. So basically, I equate it to a newsagent, right? He's buying a Mars bar. He could buy a Mars bar from Mars, or he could buy the Audi equivalent, 
mm-hmm. right? To to a guy who. But if you're that hard up, should you be owning a football club? Well, this is it. You see, he bought a football club that was top eight of the championship, had a very little debt. He felt if I just put a little bit of money in, twelve million, yep. it'll tip him over the edge, get him promoted, and then I'll be sitting there counting me counting me pound notes out. He thought it was nice and easy. Instead, it, his mistakes turned the club into a nightmare, and then now he's not even paying the he's not even servicing the debt. What he's doing is he's covering the yearly mortgage, but he's not covering it out of the goodness of his heart. He's piling it to this massive great mountain of debt. No one wants to buy that, do they? And everyone keeps saying, yeah, but I'm sure Marcus will take a loss on it. Yeah, but how much of a loss? He's not making any loss. Or he's not going to take any loss on it. It's just... It's going to just get worse and worse and worse. I don't even know when it's going to end. It, well, this is actually what I said yesterday to somebody. I said, where's it going to end? Eight managers, 12 managers, £100 million worth of debt, playing Stowe Town next week. Well, where does it end? Are we pretty much at the £100 million anyway? Well, yeah, but okay, so £400 million. So I think I said £400 million worth of debt, 89 well, isn't managers. Isn't that the point where the club's basically... Well, there you go. If you record time on time on time, yeah. the, the club is not... Is, is, nothing's worth that, is it's it? It's not. No, no, I know. He charges the club, I, I, I believe, a fee to, to, to train at Playford, because he's, he's bought Playford now. Would you buy a Switch Town no. for, say, no. 400 or 4,000? No. no, 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 because you, you're not buying anything. You you're not buying anything. Unless you love the football club, so unless, and, and people say they cheer him because he's a local boy who comes to the games, but unless you were someone like that who loved the club, had it in, in, in his heart, why would you buy Ipswich Town Football Club? Because you're not buying anything but Playford Road. Mm-hmm. That's all you're buying. You know, um, there's nothing there to buy. And this, and, this is where I, this, and this is where I do struggle with the whole forcing Evans to, out. I'd rather we forced Evans to change his model. Yeah. Because that's the more feasible, recognisable, achievable aim. Getting somebody in who's not a sports guy, who's not a middleman from the Marcus Evans group who's been moved from one sector to another. Actually, somebody... I mean, the last decent chief executive we had was was, was Derek Bowden. That's the last guy who was trying to balance the books from administration, but also respected the fact that you had to be competitive on a football field. Mm-hmm. And think of the players we brought in under, his, under him. You know, And then we got rid of him, and it's all gone downhill. He was the last owner. He was a money man, but he was a money man that really got you're only as good as, it, as you are on the grass and that's where you make your money you know you only get more income in if you're doing really well on there you know it's that sort of balancing act isn't it yep so we don't actually have to spend silly like some clubs no, do you no. just need to be intelligent with who you're getting well, this is it isn't it? this is what i was saying last week with the, with the bart money when we, when we thought we may be spending it i was saying i don't really want a loan player because take peterborough for example with, with, with schematics fantastic player but he's going to go back. And if you spent, let's say, half a million on the loan fee, mm-hmm. your budget is half a million less than it was when you started. Considering we struggled to spend that on yeah. a culture You'd, supplier already. Take, we'll take Tom Lawrence. We were offered him for a million and a half, possibly two. Let's say the loan fee was 200,000. In your budget, it's 800,000. You then go from eight to five, but then you lose a player, so then you've got to try and replace that player again with less money. Whereas if you just said, well, do you know what? Okay, million and a half, let's bring him in. You wouldn't have then been bringing a left winger in on loan for the next four years, right? Yeah. That, that left winger position was a revolving door, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Fraser to Lawrence to Zelina. It just went on and it went on and it went on. 
And it started, you know, it started on Evans, but I don't know. It's a difficult journey we're plotting through. I think we'll still make the playoffs because our running is a little bit easier than other clubs. But that's that, never guaranteed. I mean, look, look at this. We made a podcast to release, should we be unable to do one, saying we've been promoted, what do we do? Because back then we were running away with the league and we thought, well, it's a matter of time. They've bottled it, right? Big time. So Wimbledon, talk to me very briefly about Wimbledon. Five minutes. Wimbledon. AFC on a Tuesday. Going to win, right? You'd hope so. But you would. I don't know if everyone, you know, agrees, but I believe Wimbledon were a bit of a hard battle before. They were. They, they took the lead. Their little left winger took the lead. Um, For me, they're a slightly less ability version of Rotherham. They'll yeah. come out with a similar game plan well. to that. There you go. I mean, if, if if we if you had in doubt, are the players playing for Paul Lambert before? I think we'll find out now, because now the running gets a little easier. Wimbledon and Burton's a hard team, but you've got to be winning them, surely, right? Yeah. You know, but equally. Yeah, but we've been saying that for how long now? Well, we should be winning this. Should be winning that. Yeah, but it, it, it just is importantly. It's well, basically, in, just get out there and. There you go. Just play as good as you can. Two one. Sounds fair. Sounds fair. I just want to ask you one last question. Two last be questions fair, before we go. One nil. Well, I would have. Walk away with it. One nil. Job done. Two last questions before we before we depart for for this episode. Evans, you've heard my view. How? What is? What does life look like moving forward for you in terms of Marcus Evans? Do you want him still at the football club in charge? Would you want to go director of football approach? Where do you sit on this fence of? Is he saving the club, etc.? For me, his saving the club was a very brief thing. Okay. If it wasn't him, surely it was someone else anyway, but... We were bobbing along quite still. all right, weren't we? We had Bear, yeah, but who hasn't at football clubs these days, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, fine. Thank you very much for what you've done. Yeah. Now it's... So you'd want him removed altogether? I'm, if, I'm happy for him to stay. If, Like you said, if he's happy to change his ways, but I don't think that's going to happen. No. If it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Yeah. How can you go through eight managers and he still seems to be stuck by his same yeah. old ways? If he was going to change, he would have done. He's not going to. He, he loves watching the purse strings too yeah, much. He He's does. not the way football's going. He's the way everyone wishes football was. Yeah. But it's not. No, it's not. You're right. You need a man who doesn't care about what. He's basically he's going, oh, I like this football club. Oh, I'm going to just be part of that. You know, here's a bit of money, spend it as you will. The thing is, it was any football club, wasn't it? Because you tried it's, to buy Southampton. It's a ridiculous idea. Yeah. It should never even be that way. No. But that's the way it's got. Yep. You need to join in or you're not part of it. No, I agree. Uh, and yeah. if we're not going to join it, then we basically might as well say hello, League Two. <sighs> really that bad? Well, that bad. over time, it might, it might not be uh, this season, might not be next season, might not be the season after. But if you c- carry on the way we're going, yeah. what, you think this no, right. recent amount yeah. of players we've got are suddenly, you're saying at the end of the season, half of them are going to go. Yeah. So who are you bringing through? Well, and are then they you, as good as the ones yeah. we've already got? And then you've got this whole salary cap management system that League One and League Two teams all sign up to, where you can only spend, I think it's 60% of your turnover. So we'll be told we're cutting costs, cutting corners. But there's a, there's a loophole. Loans from your investor don't count. So you like them could say, well, don't worry, oh, here's £5 million loan. But he won't do that. So then we're going to be subjected to all these rules and regulations. So it gets worse. So you, I think you're right, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. 
unless something changes, yeah. it's getting worse. And we'll basically be saying, oh, we saved the club, but we're going to go anyway. There you go. It's just being a long, prolonged death. If you can't sell it, surely you try and source capital from elsewhere, don't you? You you start selling chunks of it. If you can't sell all of it, you start selling but flip, then he, like Dragon's Den style. You start selling 30% for X, Y, or Z, don't you? But then we said that he likes the control of it. He would lose control of it. Absolutely, yeah. Before you know it, you start losing control of shares. Yeah, I know, I agree, yeah. You have a fight for... Uh, oh, you have the percentage, that so you still keep mm. control, but it keeps people yeah. keep trying to bite for... And then you end up eventually being voted out. and You do. You're right. It's a sad fact of that affair, isn't it? Let's try and end on a more positive note. From our, from our, from our friends at ITFC uh, Analytics, you can follow them on Twitter. I have a little stat for you. Most key passes, okay, or smart passes, so passes that create chances. You've got three players, MSUs Hughes and Judge John Nolan. Can you tell me who tops that list? Uh, I would say of late, probably Hughes, but previous... Probably Nolan. John Nolan tops that list. John Nolan creates our most chances from our midfield, according to these stats. Mm -hmm. Alan Judge is second. Okay. Emir Hughes doesn't feature anywhere in any stat. Nice. He has neither bad or good grades in any statistical department. Make it that what you will. But so he's milling his way through. Well, if you think about his, his good game, when, where, where has he played really well? Only one game jumps out. I'm not sure you can ever really say kids. he's played amazing. It's just he's played better than the other people around him. Yeah. So would you start him on Tuesday? Do we have many options? There you go. But that's, see, that's, a, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing. You, you, haven't, you haven't got many good options. But on paper, MSG should be so, rocking this league. So basically from stats alone, if you want someone along... John Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. The thing in stats, you know, stats are misconstrued. I don't... I, I like stats, but obviously in equal term, I don't like stats. I'm not going to lie. Like, like this whole most clean sheet stat. Thomas Holy leads it with eight. I think Norris has got six. But, that, but, but, you, you, but without telling you what games were involved, that is a, that is a that, on the face of it, Holy's a better goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. But one of those clean sheets was Bolton. I could have kept a clean sheet against Bolton, and so good of you. So that's technically eight with an asterisk, that's seven. How many top six teams did, did Holy play against? Like you, you've got to start investigating. You know, it's only a statistic, as far as it's well, it's meaningless, really, well, isn't it? If he stays in the team, it's going to even itself out well, anyway. There you go. But there we go. So we're done for this one. Me and Robert, Mr. Latte, will be back. I don't know if this man here is joining us. We'll be back uh, midweek with a review of the Wimbledon game. Hopefully after a win. And a look ahead of the Burton game. Yeah, hope after a win. I'll let you say goodbye to our lovely listeners and watchers. Adios. Yeah, <laughs> Burton, Wimbledon, mm, tough one.